2: Hello everybody, welcome to what Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello Scott. Joined by a returning Josh Brown after a couple of weeks away, rejoining the news flow. Um, however, we would just say before recording that we're kind of in between stories at the minute, there's all the Activision Blizzard stuff going on, there's Resident Evil Force coming out on Friday, go check out the review of that game, we'll have more stuff coming up for that game. Um, but in the middle of all that, I thought we'd have a conversation about something that I think everyone has some sort of opinion on, <laughs> which is the ongoing debate between performance and quality modes in gaming, obviously there are various sort of substrates of that like performance ray tracing and like 40 fps modes and whatever but we're gonna get nerdy as hell with this um, because over on the Sacred Symbols podcast, which is uh, hosted by uh, Colin Moriarty, he's ex-IGN, but over there on Sacred Symbols, just something he said on one of his podcasts, uh, this is from the March 20th episode, uh, How Refreshing, um, he said that he knows someone who works on a well-known console shooter who said that they uh, natively put all their people in 60 FPS when they're demoing the game, when they're giving the game to test audiences and test players, and 70% of all the test players... Um, go out of 60, 60 FPS and drop it down to 30 FPS to get the higher resolution. Right. Well, I think that's madness. He's, as, yeah. he's a thing, right? Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> I am an absolute uh, lover, let's say, <laughs> of quality modes in games. Yes. Even if something starts in performance mode, I will switch to the quality mode, test it out. If it doesn't look that much difference, mm-hmm. different, then I would uh, switch back. Mm-hmm. So... In one sense I'm kind of with these test players because I love quality mode I would swap to that mm-hmm. That said I'm very picky and it's a very much a game by game sort of decision for me and if I was playing a first person shooter in particular which yes. it seems like this is what they're referring to here he, yeah he
2: does say that all of this is for a notable shooter that's on consoles which yes. can only really be Call of Duty Battlefield yeah. Apex or something Titanfall yeah. I
1: would not be knocking it down on a first person shooter that's just my opinion no, exactly. it's yeah. so reliant on like you know Twitch response you want you kind of like the, 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 the most
2: responsive version of that game in my opinion mm-hmm. that that specific example is kind of crazy to me <laughs> well that's kind of the thing I think that as the generation sort of rolled out as an assumption of um, prioritizing frame rates and just by default going to, okay, these systems can do um, high-grade graphics, 60 frames a second. let Let's. I thought we'd reached that point. I thought that was just where we were as a people. And so um, obviously on the podcast itself, they have a, a reaction to that and just saying how crazy it is overall and um, that a lot of people are choosing quality over performance. However, like I said at the very beginning, there are all these other sort of substrands to uh, quality modes and performance modes. And I remember when um, Ghostwire Tokyo came out with like five different options for stuff. <laughs> Um, loads of different options in regards to tweaking just how fancy you want the frame to be can you remember um saints row from last year which had a,
1: similarly a bunch of different graphical settings <laughs> and the the shame was the shame of that entire selection was that no matter what you choose saints row is a terrible looking game no matter which <laughs> mode you have it on whether it's performance whether it's quality whether you're ratcheting up the resolution mm-hmm. it sucks it feels like some games just try to overcompensate
2: and yep. say look Tweak this and it might look a bit better. It doesn't. The thing is, like, this is just a wider conversation on, you know, why would you want to prioritize the quality mode? For me, um, it depends on the game. Something like control I thought looked very, very similar between both modes. And the thing is with me, because a lot of, uh, you know, current generation now, next gen at the time, current generation stuff was sold on the idea of ray tracing. Oh my God, and volumetric lighting. And look how incredible these things can look. And I just hate getting into that mindset where I'm scanning the frame as I go between the modes, trying to pick out what's different about it. Obviously, you can immediately tell the difference in frame rate because it feels different it feels more smooth and responsive and fluid but for me that whole thing of ray tracing being the thing that you want to sacrifice frame rate for hardly any games have actually really capitalized on that like Mm. for me if you flick it on in Spider-Man or Spider-Man's Morales um, you can notice some reflections in the windows but who cares? I I I I don't care I care a little bit look I'm not (laughs) going to say that ray tracing is the
1: next best thing since sliced bread I'm not going to say it's an absolute system seller and you should think it's great. That's not true. It is a little bit overrated. It is very I granular don't even fully in know specific. It is. Scott Hilford doesn't even fully just know reflections what it was. In it. And to be honest, it is just reflections in it. Reflections I I it in it, then. Jim Ryan, why don't you just come out and say that? Reflections <laughs> in it. We like reflections. We like when the puddle of water reflects what we're seeing yeah. a little bit further up on screen. I do like that stuff. When yes. I was playing Spider-Man Miles Morales, that was the first thing that kind of took my breath away to an extent playing the first mission seeing Mm. the reflections on the floor it looked quote unquote next gen that said we haven't seen great implementation of that feature across the board sometimes you get a quality mode with ray tracing on and like you said you can kind of not even really tell the difference it's not even (laughs) that impactful on the overall image especially when you're comparing it to the sacrifice of frame rate that you're having to implement in order to achieve that picture but I like the option Scott Taylor maybe it's because I've never (laughs) been a PC player Mm. and I've never had really the ability to flick between these options and decide which one for me is personally best but Mm. I do like having that option even if it means I need to do a little bit of tweaking at the start of a game or indeed flick between modes while I'm playing a game when I was going through Horizon Forbidden West yep. I was a madman going between
2: performance mode quality <laughs> mode depending on the mood you know that that's the thing that I can't do I right. can't do that that's a living hell for me because I, I want whatever the most pristine version of the game is as deigned by the people who made it and I know <laughs> that they go well we want to give you a bunch of options and let you pick between stuff I don't want that I want mm. the most purest form of the art as it is like if I was going to go to an, a gallery I don't want unless it's part of the art Vision. I don't want to be like oh can you add a bit of red over there can you add a bit of blue over there can you actually change the picture around and I'll customise it to myself give me the pristine version of the thing that you put it put in motion put it in, in front of me and I'll go from there what frame rate do the devs think we should be on what resolution do the devs think that we should be on I hate all this choice where does this end right where does this choice end because yeah we've got graphical <laughs> options but
1: where do you fall in difficulty like how <laughs> do you even start a game I'm sure you're paralysed
2: when you see easy, normal and hard have you played it's super hard My friend and your friend and mine are the Dark Souls series (laughs) where they curated the difficulty throughout the entire game. Elden Ring found ways to curate the difficulty within the game experience and didn't have to put it in a menu. They did, but... I mean, there's
1: an entire debate about whether those games, you know, would be better with an easy mode, whether Mm. it would make them more accessible to players or not. And I do love... Those games. I There's, love Resident Evil Four in particular, and the way that game handles difficulty. You know, the way it changes enemy encounters depending on how well you're doing, how much ammo you have, etc., etc. Yeah. Et kind of like the AI director in Left 4 Dead. But in my opinion, choice in games is a ba- is a good thing. I almost said bad thing. Sorry, <laughs> I slipped there. Not what I was trying to make the point. No, of. it and, it definitely is. Yes, and I was just gonna say like. It's a little bit different, I think, than comparing it to a work of art, which is set in stone, which is very particular. Games have always been malleable, they've always been modular, they've always been, they've always lived or died on an element of player interactivity. No player, even if they're playing on the same difficulty level, even if they're playing on the same graphical setting, mm-hmm. is not going to get through a game. The exact same way. It's no. always going to be different to what the developer kind of envisioned or intended. Mm-hmm. And we're always going to be able to quote unquote break that pristine picture in certain ways. I spin around in cutscenes whenever I can. <laughs> no developer wants you to spin around and jump around a character's heads while people are speaking in their <sighs> games. But I do it. Is that too much shite? I'll see you all soon.
2: Well, no, because in that case, if they wanted you to have a fixed perspective, they would have locked that in. The whole thing about, like, obviously player input, this was the whole thing that Roger Ebert argued back in 2013 was that games couldn't be art because the author was the player. The author was the, the person interacting with the work. It wasn't the uh, the person who made it in the first place. That was so fundamentally wrong, as I argued in my university thesis. Did you really? Back in the day. I love Ebert, but that's a or take. It's ridiculous. Um, but he obviously took that back as, you know, a lot of people said that's not the way games work, etc. Um, and a lot of the things... I wrote about back in the day <laughs> where that developers are setting those parameters they are setting those play spaces that's what makes it art yes you can play within those spaces um, there was a whole music exhibit thing back in the day about you would stand in different parts of a room with different speakers um, had different instruments play those speakers and wherever you stood in that room would dictate which part of the uh, composition you could hear yeah. but it was up to you where you wanted to uh, stand but overall that was the intent that was the play space so I, I liken it that way um, it's not that choice isn't good but I always I just want the in. I don't think difficulty and graphic options match up but I don't think that's a fair comparison Interesting. not to me I don't think they're, I, they're different because I think accessibility is a different conversation as to you know, why would you want customised worst graphics or worst ray traced options as an extra accessibility option because, well I'm not even saying there's
1: an accessibility option if we're mm. taking that out the fold if you just want to play a game on easy say if yes. you're able to complete Uncharted on hardcore mm-hmm. but you think the game plays better and you get a better experience and you think the story is impactful mm. playing it on easy because you can mess around the control scheme uh, a little bit more. That's player choice. That's mm. not an accessibility option necessarily. And I would say the same thing for graphical settings. You know, mm. you said why would you want worse graphics? Mm-hmm. To someone, worse graphics would be thirty frames per second compared to six, 60 frames per second, and the way they perceive that picture. Oh. That's what. I'm, that's the comparison there. I'm trying to trying to make the accessibility yes. thing was just
2: something to throw on top when you were talking about having a standard difficulty. No, that's totally fair. I think the idea of like the performance stuff ties into the accessibility stuff and the ease of play. There is the, there is like the whole thing about frame rates making something. Easier to play, and the, everything's kind of relating to everything else. I just think that <laughs> the idea of um, to bring it all the way back to quality versus performance, that idea of where, where people's minds go. I think a lot of that stuff is kind of hung up in the marketing of the next generation consoles. Obviously, the current generation consoles now, and how do I get the most out of the box that's in front of me? And the default for that would be the quality mode. It's like, why, why would hmm. I turn the quality option off? Um, you know, as an, as an as a menu option. Yeah. Um, but there is that whole thing of 60 FPS just feeling so much better or 120 FPS, um, and even if you go up to 120. Um, you know, you're sacrificing even more of the graphical bells yeah. and whistles which on the console space we talked about You know the comparison to PC and everything PC was always the place for the bells and whistles that was where you cranked all the sliders up and you got all your optional stuff on there yeah. um, console in terms of what we grew up with was a curated version of that a curated set of sliders that get set in a specific place and they just give you that as a console player the more you introduce the PC stuff that's where I go I just don't want these options I want you to do it for me Was it curated as a design principle or mm-hmm. was it curated because
1: of limitations if they mm. could have always done this adopted the PC mentality mm-hmm. would they have always done it to me the way that they've achieved this on next-gen consoles by giving you the choice mm-hmm. indicates yes. So, I, for me personally, I wouldn't put a lot of stock in like the console experience and that curated experience being the developer's intention. Because how many mm. times do we have a video game that is so ambitious and then has to be scaled back at the last oh, moment? Yeah. It's almost like no video game we ever get is the developer's true intention. They wanted this to look better. They wanted this to run smoother. If that, if that makes sense, and mm-hmm. to me the kind of options that we have now are are more indicative of that mentality and Mm -hmm. the ability to get more out of these games. It's funny when we talk about what next-gen is. Is it ray tracing? Is it performance? For me personally, this is very much a console player discussion, I think. Everyone who has a PC is shouting at us right now, (laughs) talking about this being an archaic, archaic conversation. Uh But what felt next-gen to me about some of those launch games for ps5 and xbox series x yeah. take assassin's creed valhalla for instance was the ability to play an open world high fidelity game in 60 frames per second mm-hmm. that felt novel to me because i'd not had that before previously if you've got a big open world game you know whether it was a rockstar game mm-hmm. whether it was a whatever it was locked at 30 frames there's a trade-off, so, yeah. yeah there's a trade-off so even like the pure joy of playing one of these games in a quote-unquote new way felt next-gen to me, and this is purely anecdotal, but I remember when our friend and colleague Adam Nicholas bought a PlayStation 5 for the first time Mm -hmm. and booted up Spider-Man Miles Morales, he was texting me saying, I don't know what is next gen about this. And I said, switch to performance mode. Right. And as soon as he did, he kind of went, this is what i was Oh, this is this <laughs> right. is an entire new way to play for him and for me because we haven't really
2: experienced that on that scale in a console space before then. Well, that's what brings it all the way back around to the initial thing because 60 FPS from 30 is such a big jump. If you go 120 to 60, it's less noticeable. And um, even though it is a double, obviously numerically, but it feels like the 30 to 60 jump is that like, oh my god it's like hitting warp speed kind of <laughs> yeah. thing um, and it has a, a much more immediate like oh my god this feels next gen this feels much more responsive again like josh said pc people have been used to having 60 fps games for so long and if you go back a few console generations we were having 60 stuff on the ps2 but, people who yeah. are like playing battlefield or call of duty in 200 frames per second right now on their computer <laughs> while watching this video are
1: just like laughing just, just just rich hudson somewhere is just fuming at this video
2: <laughs> thinking like you idiots you rich rich blew it up field of view is so wide he can see us from where he is and he's at the bottom of the country that's the, the setting that man has um, but yeah overall um, I just think there's not, not necessarily a conclusion to this I just think that having any data on a data onto the most players all at once what kind of settings are we going for the assumption that people are going towards performance modes um, isn't necessarily true at least that, that was what my assumption was um, and it's not that there aren't obviously value to the quality stuff that's what yeah. I used to go down the, the road of um, but yeah I think it's interesting tapping into it
1: I, I do as well and I think the kind of conclusion to take from this is the way that us console players have almost been bred to kind of <laughs> assume that uh, the fancier a game looks, that's what indicates it's it's a quality, for lack of a better term. And obviously they use that term to describe that very mode. You know, <laughs> we have, have been told for years that 30 frames per second is fine every
2: it's just like a cinema like a movie it's
1: like a movie it's what we intended it actually makes it more cinematic (laughs) Uh, and we've kind of had that line for so long that I think a lot of us myself included to an extent kind of just go yeah that's just how console games are that's what indicates a really (laughs) good
2: and fancy console game it's how well it looks it's not how fast it plays Mm -hmm. well that's the thing overall there are a whole bunch of people who like just openly say they prefer 30 fps like that there's a whole like I said substrans to all of this stuff um there's performance RT modes um, where the likes of Insomniac split it down the middle in a post-release patch for Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man Remastered, and where you can have ray tracing and a performance mode. But I think it's like 45 FPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they kind of do things like that to try and. I still feel like all of this is kind of just growing pains of getting used to the system. Um, it's just that idea of how do you get the most out of the console and what is the most next-gen feeling thing. But even though sometimes next-gen can be looks as well. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below. it Depends how much you've already taken my head off for saying, you know, <laughs> what ray tracing. Is, but I defi- i challenge you to define it other than just a reflection in some sort of surface. For now, Evan Scott from aculture.com. I mean, JoshuaCulture.com. I will catch you next time. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.